Well, hi everybody, it's Lisa Tamady here at Pushing the Limits, and thank you so much for joining me once again today to all my loyal listeners. I love having you, and this week you are in for a super special treat. I have one of the most amazing young people I've ever sort of come across. I've been um, Googling and, and watching videos of this young man and what he's achieved, and it's absolutely astounding. So he is Australian, I apologise for all the Kiwis over here, he is Australian, but we won't hold that against him. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Daniel Flynn, founder or co-founder of Thank You, which is a social enterprise in Australia that is doing amazing things and is about to hit the New Zealand shelves. So um, welcome to the show, Daniel, lovely to have you. Hey, it's good to be here, and let me let me just put it out there for for everyone. We, uh, my wife and I, uh, and and son Jed have just moved to New Zealand, and we're living here for six months. So we are Aussie, but uh, <laughs> be, be kind to us for six months before you kick us out. <laughs> oh look, we 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 will gladly pinch you and keep you if we can. <laughs> I mean, people like you, we need over here. So Daniel. Um, about eight years ago, I think, was it that you started this, this uh, social enterprise, Thank You. You must have been extremely young because you're obviously still very young and you, you've achieved absolutely amazing things. Let's start at the beginning. Why yeah. did you make this social enterprise, Thank You, and what is it all about? Cool. So, look, we started in, I think it's 2008. Like, I think we're, we're yeah, nine years and nine and a bit, but, but, but the point is I, I was 19. Um, our other co-founders, Justine, um, who's now my wife, but she was 21. Um, Jared, uh, our other co-founder, he was uh, 19 or 20. But we, we were young and we had this idea about changing the world. And it started with a moment where I was sitting in front of my computer crying, um, deeply moved by stories of children in our world who didn't have access to clean water, who lost their brothers and sisters to waterborne disease, who, who I mean, even that in itself, I, I, I was crying because I couldn't even comprehend the thought of losing my sisters to water, like mm. to the water that it's we were collecting. So I, yeah, it's so basic. And, and for me, as someone who's always been passionate about business, read a lot of business books, um, studied property development, was actually working on my first little property development when I was pretty young, and I had this whole... Uh, view of the world, quite a quite a business view, and so to think about the extreme wealth and money that is in our world and this extreme poverty, it, it, it was just very uncomfortable. And, and for the three of us and a few other friends as well, we we talked about what if we could, what if we could change things up a bit. And bottled water was our starting point. And I, I've always thought, and to this day I still believe that bottled water is the dumbest product on the planet should not exist. Yeah. But the idea we had in 2008, well, if there's a world water crisis and we were spending $50 billion globally on bottled water, mm -hmm. why wasn't there a brand that gave 100% of the profit to funding water projects? And that was the starting point. And spoiler alert, I mean, we're evolving, so we haven't launched bottled water here in New Zealand. We can talk about that later. Yeah. But we've evolved from there. But that was the starting point, water to fund water projects. Fantastic, because it, it, it makes sense. You know, we, we do... And I'd agree with you, bottled water is the dumbest, most um, environmentally unfriendly product on the planet. Yeah. Um, but you've turned it into something good over there and you've been able to... So what basically what you're doing, 100% of the profits from this company are going to fund social enterprise 
um, causes all around the world in, in 16 different countries, I believe. And you started off with bottled water and you are, um, you are also providing health and hygiene education overseas. You're doing a whole lot of projects, which we'll get into in a moment. Um, and this, but you were like, you were a 19 year old kid. How the hell? I mean, a lot of us, a lot of young people have a, a social conscience where they're not, they're not yet tarnished by the cynicism that hits you later on in life. <laughs> and you've got, you know, you want to do good in the world. And, and, but a lot of people don't ever act on that impulse, that, that, that wish to, because it all seems so big. How did you, yeah. as a little, you know, two or three young Australians, go, well, stuff this we are going to make this happen because you must have come up against the big players when you when you go into something like water and supermarkets yeah. and national distribution chains and and you know packaging and contracts and all of that sort of jazz the, the odds must have been stacked against you how did you fight through that when you had no experience obviously you were intelligent educated people but you didn't have that experience yeah yeah and, and you know therein lied and, and hopefully still lies one of our greatest advantages. We didn't know how it worked. <laughs> now, now there, there's a line to not knowing. Like, yeah. you, you know, there's some stuff that you really need to know you can land yourself in prison, you know, but like, like <laughs> in, in, in business. But, but it is amazing, I think, what you can um, do when you have a vision. And that's what we had. We were moved. Uh, in fairness, we were overwhelmed as yeah. well because... Yeah. Statistics like 900 million people not having clean water seems like just like why why bother? Where do you start? But we had a vision which was if this idea works, the change will be astronomical. It'll be hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions, and one day tens of millions, hundreds and beyond. Yeah. So it was like this vision of like wow, if this works, this is going to really change stuff. Um, but we also had this naivety or this sort of, we didn't know what we're doing. So we'd ask for things that you probably shouldn't ask for. We'd turn up to meetings that you shouldn't turn up to. Uh, an example, we, we our, the first couple of factories we met with were just, I mean, they were like, to your point, you're up against some of the biggest beverage yeah. companies in the world. How are you going to pull this off? Where are you getting money from? And it kind of, you know. But, but one of the guys, he loved the vision. <laughs> Yep. He just loved the idea. He's like, this is powerful. This could change the world. And and he said, look, I'll, I'll back it. As in, I'll make your product for you. You go sell it, and then you pay me the cost of goods when you can. Wow. Which is a huge commitment. Yeah. But at the same time, there was a little bit of low risk for him because he's saying, if you can find someone to buy it, I'll make it for you. And that was probably the hardest bit was finding someone to buy the idea and buy the product. And, and that's what happened when we met this distribution company that worked for Lipton Ice Tea and Red Bull. And I reckon if we knew what we were doing, we wouldn't have gone there. <laughs> I love that. I love that approach. I mean, actually, I've, I've in, in my past, started businesses, and the ones that have, where I've had absolutely no idea, and I've just bowled on in at the top level. Um, yeah. My originally was in jewellery, and bowled on to the top fears with my handbag full of these rare pearls, and, and bowled on and said, here I am. And, yeah. and and actually, because you're so different, because you're so completely out of the box, sometimes that, that naivety can work in your favor. Yeah. And when you know too much, that's when you start to become scared and you lack confidence and you start to lose it a, a little yeah. bit. 
Um, and sure. so very early on, you were able to get this original contract going, and that gave you enough steam to get underway. So what happened then? So, you know, because then you had to go and find the customers to actually get on board with this idea because yeah. what I've noticed in the last few years, I've done um, a bit of speaking with um, on stage with uh, Lisa King from Meet My Lunch, another social yeah, yeah. enterprise, fantastic woman, um, and what she's done there. And, and it's, it, it, there's, there is more of these sort of enterprises coming about where they're really thinking outside the square. How can I solve a real problem but still... Uh, you know, provide a product, uh, and her and her model, which I'm sure you are well aware of, is, is is a fantastic model. And but it's getting and explaining that model to possible investors, to the public. I mean, and this is the point of this podcast, and why I really want to have you guys on because I want to get in behind the launch of Thank You in New Zealand. I want to see the great work that you've done. Just you know, go further and. It's such a no-brainer, and we're going to get on to shortly, you know, the product range that's that's going to hit the New Zealand shelves, or has already, uh, what people can do to be involved with this campaign, and the Tell2 um, uh, campaign, we'll get on to all of that. But how did you get consumers to actually understand your messaging? I mean, I'm in, I've got a number of companies, and, I, and messaging is always the hardest part, you know, getting across yeah. your, what is this all about, in a very succinct uh, clear manner. How did you do that? Yeah, and, and, and that's a hard. It is a it is a process because for thank you, we got we got layered messaging. Like we got all the profits you talked about going to help end extreme poverty. We've got and one of the key success points of the whole thank you journey has been making great product. So thank you. We have a rule. Rule one: make great product. Rule two: never break rule one. Yeah. And and there's a little asterisk next to that rule that says never use a good cause. To sell an average product, so we have a good product message as well. And once you combine it all, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a monster to communicate. But what I've discovered is that um, just because you have a lot to say, yeah, it'll make it difficult. But if it's important, you've got to find a way to say it. Mm. I'm all up for saying things succinctly. But for example. Some of our launch videos, which people may find online, one of them, our latest one, which actually helped crowdfund the launch of New Zealand, it went for seven and a half minutes. And wow. for an online video, that's like, no, how do you say all that in 30 seconds? I'm like, well, you can't. It went for seven and a half minutes, ended up getting 600,000 views in two weeks. Wow. And that video, um, so, so I'm, I'm really interested in the story, and I think it has layers. You know, our brand, thank you, even when you look at it, it's like, what? What's that? I'm getting thanked for something. What's that about? That's layer one. Layer two, all the profit. Layer three, we talk about our product being great product. And then there's another layer beyond that, which is that this is actually a consumer movement. This is built by people, for people. You talk about the challenges, and it was challenging. You know, for three years, we couldn't get any national retailer in Australia to stock us. Amazing, yeah. For five years, we couldn't get any supermarket in Australia to stock us. And that's a lot of years, and that was a lot of pitching, a lot of no's, a lot of trying. And then we flipped it. So instead of the normal process, which is you have an idea or a product, you pitch to retailer or corporate, then if they say yes, you tell everybody. Well, we messed up and flipped that system, and we, we told everybody, 
before the meeting. So we booked a meeting five years in um, with Coles and Woolworths, which is the two biggest supermarkets in 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 Aussie. Uh, they got 70% market share. And on YouTube, we said, hey, everyone, we're meeting with them in two weeks from today and we need you to jump onto their Facebook wall. Tell they stop thank you, you buy it. That is and absolute gold. I mean, the balls to do that, excuse my French, <laughs> that is um, because that creates social pressure yeah. on the corporates to actually get on, hey, people want this. Our customers yeah. want this. And, and you know, in, in to, to flip it, like from the corporate perspective, you know, because um, when we started, I was probably like, ah, oh, big bad retailer, big bad corporate, they don't understand this. When, when I learned more about their world, it's actually incredibly challenging for them to adopt uh, new things or social things because they are managing really big business. So they would say things like, guys, we, we don't have shelf space. I'm thinking, yeah, you do. I see it every day when I walk through the, the supermarket. But it's actually already occupied by big brands who invest big money. And it, it, is, it, is, it is a highly competitive commercial environment. So we had to prove ourselves, and that Coles and Woolworths campaign, that wasn't just a sticking it to the man type thing. That was actually, no, you said, well, it's a risk because what if people don't know about it? What if they don't buy it? We're going to show you people are up for it. And we took an element of risk out of it for them, and it worked. I mean, people sung, they danced, they rapped. We, we flew helicopters above their head offices with these signs, uh, dear Coles, dear Woolies, thank you for changing the world in brackets if you say yes. Um, helicopter pilots donated their time to do that. Um, and that's the con consumer movement I'm talking about. Thank you is built by people who've flown helicopters. We've bought a bunch of our hand washers and given it to their friends and family and told them our message and our story. Um, and that's how we've grown. And so and you've actually managed to turn that, you know, so that your weakness into strengths and create a movement of people because people generally want to do good in the world. It's true. Even multinational, even the big we players, even the, as yeah. humans, as people, we want to be doing good in the world. And if you, if you. Yeah. If you come across, you know, if you if you touch on those points and, and bring that into the conversation, then yes, you're going to get knocked back by some of them. But you know, you you, you thought really outside the square, and I and I totally love that. I think um, it it sort of provides a, a pathway too for other uh, enterprises to to start to do something and to think differently about how we can solve some of the major problems of our time and our generation. You know, um, that we've a lot of us have given up on hope because as well, what can I do as a little person? What can I, what does it really make a difference if I donate yeah. $5 to this charity today? Where's yeah. it going? What's it happening to it? You know, in, in that cynicism and that wearing down of our humanity, and you've yeah. just flipped it on, on its ear and gone, this is where we're going guys. And this is our yeah. goal. And we're going to do this together and taking the corporates along for the ride, basically. And creating a movement, you know, do you feel like you are the spearheading a real change in society's thinking and the business models? And yeah. um, look, spearheading is a big call. I, I think we're just part of a great movement. I think there are so many great businesses and people and individuals out there coming together to make change. And I, I think I just think we're part of it. And and I think it's we're bringing, you know. Um, 
something to the table in that. And actually what is really, you know, I was actually talking to someone yesterday in LA and he was saying that he, um, it was an interview for uh, Forbes magazine. He was like, we use you guys as a case study. I'm like, what? Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's amazing what you guys are doing. No one's doing it. I'm like, and he's, he's talking about the marketing and some of the disruptive stuff I've done. That was a really humbling conversation. But we talked about impact. And I said, like, I reckon one of the greatest impacts thank you will have is actually immeasurable. We can't measure. So we exist for impact to help end extreme poverty. And we measure all of our programming. We track it through unique tracker codes back to consumers. You see reporting, GPS coordinates. Like we, We're all about impact. But the flow-on effect, I think, has been... And we can't measure this stuff, but other organizations, other individuals have come up and be like, oh, I saw what you guys did, then I went and did this, or yeah. we did that, or I quit my job and started this. And I, um, We launched a book a while back called Chapter One, and it was our story, and so many people have got something from that for their own journey. And that's the bit we never saw coming. Yeah. That's the bit that I think is super cool, so the change in the world that we get to make. Yeah, we can't measure it, but we got to be part of sparking cool thoughts for other people to do stuff that one day will be even cooler than what we've even attempted. Yeah. And I love that. Absolutely. And it, it's, yeah, so I, that's why I, I really do think that you are at the, at the, you know, more the forefront of a new change in thinking in business um, and the way that people consume products and the way we think about what we're buying um, and all that sort of exciting stuff. Now, you've come over to New Zealand. So you've been going in Australia now for nine years. You've yep. established a massive market over there. Everybody knows you, respects you, loves you for what you've done. And now you guys have come over here, you you and your wife and, and Jared. Uh, is Jared over here as well or just you? Do, you well, actually, thing? he's flying over today um, <laughs> and we've got some stuff over here. But he, he's still based over in, in, in Australia. Someone's we've got a team, team of about 55 people there. So Wow, 55 people that you've already yeah. got working for you and your, your, your business over there. And so you're going to spend six months here and launch it here. What do you need Kiwis to do? What what message do we need to get out there today in this podcast and in this yeah. this uh, video? What? How do people get involved? Where do they find Thank You products? Sure. What products are available? And how All can right. they go and make a difference? Okay. Well, look, this is really interesting. We, we I had this opportunity last year that I'll never forget in my life. It was an interview um, and, and I only found out about it the day prior when I was at a conference and these two organizers of the conference came up and said, oh, Daniel, you didn't get back to our email. So I was, I'm sorry. They said, that's okay. But tomorrow, President Obama wants to interview you on the live stream at the conference. Yeah, are you up for it? <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> that's amazing. And he interviewed, he, he picked three young people from around the world and he interviewed us for 25 minutes. This is like... President Obama, and he's he's there in person talking, and we're, the three of us were nervous as anything. Oh had all these, yeah. these secret service around, and it was it was a, a truly humbling moment I will never forget. But he asked one question uh, that, that, I mean, there were many, but one that stood out to me. He goes, Daniel, what, when is this, I mean, this model is amazing. When's it coming to other countries, America, the world? And I said, well, that's a cool question, Mr. Obama, um, President Obama. I said, but... You know, right now, we, we dream of thank you being global. We, we think yeah. it's the number one hand wash in Australia right now. Wow. It's held that position for a long time because consumers love it and they back it. This could, like, I, you know, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but why not number okay. one or two around the world? Why yeah. not? Like, this is about humanity and ending poverty. We can do this together. But we said first, 
The first country to launch Thank You outside of Australia is New Zealand. That's cool. And this is a really big step for us. Some are like, oh, it's smaller than Australia. It is. But it's also the first time we've ever ventured out. And we are trying to prove to the world this is this is working in two countries, not just one. Yes. So the call to action is really, really simple. We're asking New Zealand to to take this on. And I, I love this metaphor of passing the baton. We've worked real hard for nine years in Australia, yeah. ten years nearly, and, and we've worked so hard. But we're handing the baton to you to say, guys, we've taken it this far. You could take it further. Like, like what if New Zealand did something in one year that took us ten years? Yeah. You know, like, I love that thought. Um, so we, we launched uh, our body care range, which is our, our kind of our number one range in Australia. So hand washes, lotions, body washes, sanitizers, and they've launched into New World Pack and Save and Foursquare. Wow, get that guys, so, new new world, pack and save and four square. Right. Yeah, so pretty much it's as simple as heading the store, buy the product, but what I'm asking and what, what we're asking is that New Zealand and, and Kiwis sit back and go, well hang on, yeah I can buy the product, but maybe I could do more. So we're asking you to take action. Uh, in your case, you're like, let's do a podcast and let's tell people. Other people might be like, well, I could email my work. I could post on social media. I could, I could buy gifts for, um, for, for our clients. I could, and we're asking people to use their own ingenuity and take action and then tell too. We know, and I've learned very quickly from traveling here and spending time here in New Zealand, yeah, is two degrees of separation. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone, and I love it. It's like I'll meet someone and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm connected to them, and I'm like, I've never come across a country in the world like this. <laughs> we're very small. <laughs> but, but we're asking everyone to tell two. Yep. Tell two people. Just tell two and tell them to tell two. And the way exponential growth works is in a very short time, you can have literally millions of people hearing about an idea through word of mouth. And it takes two, not it one, does. people. Not one. Not one. <laughs> so um, if you go out there and buy two hand washers, then go to your yep. two best mates and say, yep. Uh, ladies, guys, here's two hand washers. This is a, they explain the, the company. Yeah. Thank you. What they're doing is a social enterprise. You're buying these products every day anyway in your grocery shopping every week. Yeah. Why not add it from thank you instead of supporting someone else? Let's do something that's going to actually provide some good and tell two more people. So each of those two people tell more two more people and the snowball effect is within weeks you can have, what was it, 16,000 something something? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so get this, right? If, if you told one person who told one person who told one person and that happened 14 times, 14 people would know about thank you. But if you told two, told them to tell two who told two, and that happened 14 times, 16,500 people would know. Now, not everyone's going to do it, but even if a few did, so we had some boys in Nelson reach out to us. They were starting a digital agency, and they're like, hey, we're launching in two weeks, which was when Thank You was launching. They're like, can we do some stuff for you guys? And I was like, heck, why not? They've actually built a website called uh, tellto.co.nz. Oh, wow. It, it helps you tell to. So you can buy two hand washers, and then you can give your friends a link to the website that, that these boys are from Lumiere in Nelson made. And it just helps you explain thank you. They've done such a good job. They turn it around in two weeks, and I, I, we love it. Wow, that's that's awesome. Love love to see young Kiwis out there doing something as well and getting involved. So that's tell2.co.nz. Yeah. If you want, so when you don't, if you don't want to have to explain too much to your friends, say, look, here's some hand wash, great product, social enterprise, doing good in yeah. the world. 
go and tell other two, another two people, check out this website, get involved and understand the messaging from there and then pass it on and pass it on and pass it on. That's it. That's all we need to do really, isn't it? I mean, that's really not too much for any of us to, to change the tiny little habits that we have to be involved with this fantastic project. I mean, let's yeah. talk about briefly, Daniel, your, some of the work and then places that you've been to and the impact that you've seen on, on people yeah. who are really living in poverty and, um, you know, really struggling with, with you know, yeah. having to walk miles every day to get clean water, um, yeah. people who haven't got access to, to anything, you know, any education or any water or food, uh, you know. And when are the muesli bars coming, mate? Because I'll be definitely into those. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, now you've, you've thrown some big questions in there. You know, we, um, we, so let me, let me answer the, the food one yeah. first. So we, we made a big call end of last year. Actually, I released a report about it online, or we did from Thank You, called Better Before Bigger. It was a really tough call. We actually made a call not to launch the Muesli here in New Zealand, and actually we've de-launched it in Australia. Because we got to this point where it was, the food was good, like I loved the bars, everyone loved them. But we were taking on the water category, we're taking on the body yeah. care, personal care category. We've launched into nappies and baby care, we're taking on some of the world's biggest companies in that. And then we had food. And we actually got to a point where we said, okay, one of these we're going to have to pull back from. Because... Man, it is a tough gig, and we probably just spread ourselves too thin. And yep. the food was that step. Now, I think one day we'll, we may relaunch food, yep. and it will be epic. So oh, I look just forward keep, to that. <laughs> keep, keep your expectation. Maybe, maybe one day we'll see. But, I um, actually applaud that because I think, I mean, I have a tendency as an entrepreneur. I've gone in, in the past and done too many things. I've got yeah. excited about too many. I've, I've chased too many rabbits at the same time and ended up falling flat on my face and not doing things properly. Um, so I think that pulling back and, and, and focusing yeah. until you've got that stability to, to reach the next level is, you know, um, simplify, 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 simplify message, simplify products yeah. in order to get them out there. Um, so, okay, I don't get to have my music bars, but no. that's all right. But let's yeah. go back to the questions about, yeah. Yeah. you know, where have you been? What have you seen? Yeah, look, um, we've been... Uh, I mean, bless is the only word I can say, like to, to be able to travel to different parts of the world and see firsthand the reality of so many people's day to day. And I would say it is confronting on two parts. Confronting the reality that some people are living in without access to basic human rights. Um, and it's, it's shocking. And as someone coming in, it is confronting. Here's the other thing that's confronting though. I have always been overwhelmed by the resilience, the ingenuity, the hope, the joy that so many people have when at the same time they have nothing. So it is, for me, it's been double confronting uh, because I, I, I know people who have much more. In fact, they would basically have everything and yet don't have joy, don't have hope, think that life is not worth living. And that that is... That is, I think, the confronting thing for all of us as humanity. It's not that uh, some people in the world have got it good and others just haven't. I think everyone as humans are on a journey and we can't just think of us and them. But anyway, back to the trips. I mean, traveled to uh, Burundi, one of the fifth poorest countries in the world, uh, really shaken by war uh, and a lot of internal unrest. Similar Cambodia, 
um, that was a country that was destroyed by Pol Pot and his regime. Mm -hmm. And I remember standing at one of the 10,000 mass grave sites. Like that sentence shouldn't even exist. But as I'm standing there thinking, a lot of people that I've met uh, in Australia are like, ah, yeah, but, you know, poverty, it's always going to exist. It, sometimes it's their own fault. Like, I, I hear these, oh. these sentences. But <laughs> when you're standing at one of 10,000 mass grave sites, you get a perspective of why a country or a people may need others to help partner to move forward. Mm. And that's what this is. This is a partnership model. This is uh, us finding small but meaningful ways through our impact partners to empower local community members to lift themselves out of poverty. Um, We are not saving people. We are just small partners on things like water or maternal and infant health um, clinics or just like vital things. But this is really an empowerment story about them having uh, just more tools Yes, it's not about coming in as the big, I'm going, we're going to save you from the Western world, here we come and we're going to impose our ways, impose uh, what we think you need. This is a matter of partnering with local people to find out how you can be of help and how you can be of service. Yeah, and that's really important. I met met a lady in Papua New Guinea and uh, it was a little community gathering and she, she made this comment, she goes, I don't want and we don't want what America has, what you have. She goes, I've traveled, and this was a lady who had traveled. She goes, I've seen the desperation in people's eyes. I've seen the homelessness on the streets. I've seen what money can do. And I thought, oh, man, this is fascinating. She was aware that they needed to change things in their community too. But I think as humanity, we've really got to ask big questions about global change, local change, and then change in here. Um, for all of us. So, um, yeah, I I think, anyway, I'm getting a little sidetracked, but to your point, um, it's been a great privilege to travel. It has been an eye-opener. And it is important that we make sure that every person has basic human rights. Yeah. That's that's the starting point. Beyond that, like, you know, when you don't have to walk six hours to collect water, you have time back. Yeah. When you have time back, you are more empowered to make choices with that time in education, in work, in enterprise. And, you know, that's where thank you comes in. You can you can enable that. Look, Daniel, you've been so, so generous with your time today and I just absolutely applaud. I just wish we could duplicate you and, and what your company's doing 100,000 times and, and perhaps you will over the course of your lifetime have uh, such a massive, massive impact. To everyone who's listening to this, please, please get involved with this. Go to tell2.co.nz, tell everybody about it. Go into the supermarkets, into Pack and Save, into Foursquare, um, and go and buy the hand washers, the, the hand sanitizers, the, the yeah. body lotions, the, the things that you are buying anyway. Buy them from Thank You. Be a part of the solution and tell lots of people about it. Daniel, have you and got any final words you want to add well, here? If your local store doesn't have it, you know, and, and there's a few regional areas where you're hearing like, oh, my store didn't have it. Ask the store manager. They've got access. It's a simple click of a button and it will be there. So, And, and store managers love hearing from their customers. So I would say it's not, or if the hand wash is there but you can't find the sanitizers or you can't find the lotions, just ask for it. Because um, yeah. that will make them go and stock it, make it 
bigger and make it grow. It's, yeah, it's all part of it. So look, for my final words would just be, you know, it is over to New Zealand in a sense, and we're living here just to be here and talk to people and share our story and just say, hey, like, um, I, I think we have a dream that thank you New Zealand within itself will be something that's built to last over decades and it within itself will have such a huge impact on raising funds for local poverty in New Zealand and global poverty. Local and global. Yeah. That's but, awesome. But I also think, so that's an opportunity for Thank You New Zealand, but I also think because it is proving that it works outside another market, it is also another opportunity to really show the world, hey guys, we did it. And it didn't take nine years. We got this thing up and running in a few months or in a year. And that's the kind of message that I want to one day go back to the President Obamas of the world and say, hey, this wasn't a fluke. This worked twice. And you may not have heard heaps of Australia and New Zealand, but let me tell you, when you do hear about us, it's because we're winning in sport, we're winning in entertainment. We just did something crazy and we want to do it again. We want to bring thank you to the world. So I look forward to that day, but I'm one day at a time. And, uh, you know, one hand wash at a time, literally. One hand wash at a time. And get involved, everybody. Um, get in behind Daniel and his team at Thank You. Um, thank you, Daniel, for, for sharing so so warmly, so, for your compassion, for your humanity, for not just going down the the, the chase the money route, which, which most of us end up doing, um, for doing something that was actually giving back to humanity as well as making a great product, as you say, great quality, um, and getting it out there and yeah congratulations on getting to talk to places like Forbes and Obama you're, you're having an extraordinary life so you definitely a very cool person to have on my show and I thank you for your time today thanks Daniel no worries good to chat thank you do you want to run faster further without pain and injuries do you want to learn how to maximize your limited training time to get the most out of yourself if you want a PB at your next ultra marathon or you just want to run your very first kilometer, then we can help you get there using our holistic five pillars approach. Our system includes all the pieces of the training puzzle from strength and conditioning to mobility workouts to nutrition and supplementation and a big piece of the puzzle is mindset and motivation as well of course as your run sessions and your technique drills. To find out more, download our free online run training e-course at runninghotcoaching.com. That's it for this episode of Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tamati. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share all this goodness with your networks so we can impact more lives with positive insights and inspiring conversations. And check us out online at www.lisatamati.co.nz. That's it for this episode of Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tamati. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share all this goodness with your networks so we can impact more lives with positive insights and inspiring conversations. And check us out online at www.lisatamati.co.nz.